Wild women, welcome. This is the Femme Podcast. If you're new around here, I'm Jack, one half of the Femme Duo. Before you dive into today's episode, I want to give you a heads up. The Femme Podcast is on season number two. You're about to listen to an episode from season one, which was the Spiritual Smackdown podcast where we invited women to rise from rock bottom. So season one is all about the Spiritual Smackdown. Season two is all about rising from greatness to greatness. More on top of more on top of more. It's where we tap into everything your woman desires. The money, the sex, the wealth, the power, the pussy desires. Start here and then come join us for season two. We're waiting. It's like a little tap on the butt or a huge womp on the booty. A spiritual smackdown is the universe's way of saying, hey, you, it's time for a change. It's time to listen to your intuition. You know, that little voice you've been ignoring. It's time for something bigger, something miraculous. But before you get to experience those highs, you got to shift through the lows. Oh, those lows. And those often start at rock bottom. Hey, I'm Rob. And I'm Jack. We're best friends and business partners. We life together, work together, play together, and somehow we ended up here. With a community of thousands of badass, beautiful women who want more from life than staying surface level. Welcome to the Spiritual Smackdown Podcast. This is for the wild woman ready to rise. The woman ready to up-level her game in soul-driven business and elevate to the next level of her being. This podcast is going to connect you with women who are out in the world having a massive impact. This podcast is going to call on your truth. This podcast is going to initiate massive breakthroughs in your life and business to bust through the limits that are keeping you stuck exactly where you are right now. We're going deeper than surface level. We're going to the depths of healing to trigger your revolution. We're tapping into the struggles of growing and operating six-figure businesses, being totally broke and then rising to riches. We're diving into the spiritual growth, getting clear on what you want, learning how to ask for it, owning your worth, gaining confidence, and becoming a total queen of pleasure to raise your vibe and magnetize your reality. We're teaching you how to get strategically aligned in your business and challenging you to strip your business of all the weighted shoulds. And then we're going to watch your bank account start growing with more ease than ever before. So welcome to this space, a space for you to finally understand and celebrate that where you are right now is the perfect place to rise. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes, fill your cup with coffee or wine, and come get real with us as we spit our truth and get ready to rise. Welcome back to the Spiritual Smackdown for the Wild Woman Ready to Rise. You guys, today we are interviewing another one of our Hypermind sisters, Jana Kingsford, and we are so excited to have Jana here. Jana has an incredible story. She is a high school dropout, a teenage mom turned university grad. Jana, I feel like now you have like a heap of kids and a multiple <laughs> six-figure business, and you are just like living life on the road and helping people achieve their big dreams and it's just been so incredible to get to know you and beautiful to watch you like on your mission 
Oh my God. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I love you guys so much. Okay. So yeah, that's me. <laughs> Traveling the world, doing the thing. Just travel the world, do my thing. And honestly, I think the most remarkable thing about what you've created, not only for yourself, but also for your family, is that you, without knowing it or without even trying, give women all over the world the permission and validation to really chase their dreams and to go after it. And what what I like really love about you is that your energy is so effortless, Jana. You just like you make people happy without even saying a single word, you know? And it's almost like you're accidentally inspiring, you know? You're just like, oh look, like you could just do this or you could try this too. And and these are all the things that I've done to create this wild, crazy dream. And look at this dreamy island that I just went to and you could do this too. And there's this effortlessness to the wild, crazy dream that you've created. And I'm so excited to have you on here to just chat about it. Oh my gosh, that's the most beautiful thing to hear. Like that my energy is like effortless and powerful. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited that that's like inspiring and like effortless. Like that's the most beautiful thing. Thank you. Well, I feel like all the time you're just constantly like rewriting the rules too, right? Like the other day you're like, you're like, oh yeah, like just out here going for dinner in my tracksuit, doing a Facebook live from in the pool. Like you're not like, oh, it needs to like look the certain way or for like my clients to desire to work with me, I have to like appear professional. Like there's just like, hey, this is me. This is my lifestyle. Like who wants to like dream like this too? Let's go. Mm, it's like being myself like I'm going to dinner in a tracksuit so it's like well that's gonna have to be on the internet (laughs) it's just really owning it and just like fully being as me as I can possibly be that's what makes business and branding so fun for me it's just not fun when I try to be like somebody else and it just sucks the life out of me and I think when I'm just being myself that's like infectious and I you know discovered that power probably like three years ago is like when business wasn't as fun as it is now, it was like boring and it was very lots of funnels and lots of upsells and lots of ads and lots of putting myself in a little box and lots of dulling myself down and lots of not being bubbly. I sucked the life out of me because to make it more marketable and more viable. And I think probably the last three years is just my rule, my personal rule is be as me as I can be and then times it by three. Yes. And that like comes shining through like Every day, every day, I just like, oh, let's watch the Jana story today. Like, it's just so fun. There's so much life in what you give. Oh, my gosh. And I have to ask, because I know this is, you know, for so many women, that's the end goal. Like, I just want to be able to show up as myself. I just want to feel like I can finally be me. I just want to be loved in my entirety. You know, I just want to be seen. I just want to be heard. And I'm wondering if there was a point in your life, and maybe this was your spiritual smackdown. I don't know. We'll find out. But I'm wondering if there was a point in your life where you were like, you know what? I'm done. Like, I'm done wearing masks. When was that moment where you were like, I'm done with the funnels. I'm done trying all the things. I'm done being the mom that does it the way that every other mom is supposed to do. Like, when was that time in your life where you were just like, no, you know what? Fuck this. This is the Jana show. (laughs) Oh my God, I love that because spiritual smackdown is like the best word for it. (laughs) I would say that was that four years ago. Like I had a super successful business. Like I've been online since 2013. My first six-figure year was like 
2014. So I feel like a little bit of a OG, but that was through internet marketing. And so I created like this super successful business and I was doing all the things and I was juggling. So I had three kids. So I was breastfeeding my little boy when I grew this business, when I first started this business. And I was like, I turned my little blog because my husband had lost his job. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'd been typing away on this little blog since like 2011. I just started posting as I was juggling kids and university and starting businesses. And I was always a self-funded stay-at-home mom. I really, I would always be at home, but I would always be getting paid through the work that I would be doing with all my little side hustles, like whatever it was, I was going to be staying home and getting paid. And I've been doing that. My last JOB officially was 2006, which is nearly like 14 years ago. So that was my last time that I worked (laughs) for a boss. Ever since then, it's been myself. I've been funding myself. And like the last six years, obviously, it's taken off and it's like, oh, my God. But it really all came to a head, I would say, um, about four years ago. And I was just nailing it online. I was doing all the things. I was the best mom ever vibes, totally super mom vibes. And I looked the part and it all looked amazing. And I felt like I was being myself. I really did feel like I was being myself, but life just started laughing me and it was coming from every direction. direction. Oh my God. I'm like, oh, life just started lifing me. And every woman is like, oh, yep. uh Uh-huh. Life life's me. (laughs) Yeah. It's just so relatable. Like life just started laughing you. That's the spiritual smackdown. It's coming when, you know, life just starts laughing you from every direction, body, money, love. That's what I really put down is that breakdown. Like when you're having a breakdown, it's like you can handle having a body breakdown, but then it, when it's love at the same time, it's like, ooh, and then it's money and it's like, oh my gosh, we are having a breakdown <laughs> right now. And so it's like, it's a triple It is wedding, all happening. You know? <laughs> it is all happening. So that's what happened, body, money, love. So in my body, like I feel like I had adrenal fatigue and the result of that was I couldn't come up with any creative ideas. So I had been blogging for years. I had always had creative ideas and I'd always taken for granted, like, this is just the way it is. I'm just really naturally creative. And I come up with like amazing ideas on the spot. But then all of a sudden that magical power was just gone and I couldn't write, I couldn't type. And I just had to regurgitate old content because I could not think of another blog post to write. I was like, the component of my body that broke down was my mind and my creativity was just gone out the window. And then with money, I hit a massive, huge month that just triggered my, like I got figure trigger. I call it like figure trigger. I, it was that just that certain number that just, I was like, all the way up. And then I hit that and I was just like, whoa. And then my whole life just kind of like imploded on itself and my love. So I had a huge, like being the breadwinner for the family was, you know, really getting used to that dynamics. I've been with my husband now like 20 years. So that had never been our dynamic. So getting used to that and being able to juggle that situation. So that imploded at the same time. So it was yay. (laughs) So yay. Hello. Spiritual smackdown. Spiritual smackdown. So for me, the spiritual smackdown literally just took me all the way down until I just couldn't fight back anymore with my usual defenses. It just stripped me bare. And I was like, just sitting there just like, okay, I'm out. I'm tapped out. Like I'm empty. I'm an empty vessel. And I just, I was just totally broken. And I call it like I was broken and everyone's like, you're not broken. You never break. I'm like, but no, don't be telling someone who's feeling extremely broken. You're not broken. It just makes it a hundred times more worse. Long story short, after that, what happened to me is I, for some reason, 
after this 15 months of just breaking down, breaking down, breaking down, I, I finally hit, you know, the rock bottom of the rock bottoms. I somehow pulled myself up, like just out of nowhere. I was like, right, I need to write this book of to say goodbye to my mummy juggling days because I just really am not that anymore. And I'm going to write the book. I'm going to put it there. I'm going to burn down everything in my business. I'm going to start scratch and I'm going to do it again. So I wrote the book just to put all my works from the last four to five years into a little book. I sold it on Amazon. It was number one bestseller. And in a week after that, I got the inspired idea like out of nowhere, like, Jana, you are free now. You can travel around Australia, take the kids out of school and just buy a caravan and off you go. Leave your house, sell your house, sell everything you've ever had. You're already stripped bare now. Just start from scratch, like delete everything, press refresh and have a brand new life. And I had that idea. I went home and told hubby, I'm like, do you want to travel around Australia, sell all of that stuff, buy a caravan and just go? He's like, I'm keen. And that the rest was history. Like three months later, we were we were gone. Whoa. Wow. The story that I see from what I, you know, know of you, it's like, oh my gosh, she's like traveling around Australia with her kids in this like caravan and going from like place to place. And it looks like so wildly amazing. But like, here's the thing, right? We never know the person's like backstory, like what actually like got you to that place, what it took for you to like break through and be like, yeah, I am willing to like walk away from everything. This is actually what true freedom feels like for me. A hundred percent. Now it's such a dream. But when we first did it, it was like, we didn't know ourselves anymore. I didn't know myself. And I was this empty vessel and I'm like trying to run a business that's based on my creativity and my juice and my energy and I had none. And I did, I wrote the book, which was amazing, but that it opened up a new world. And my mantra for our first lap around Australia, because it's basically like the Australian pilgrimage. It's like a pilgrimage to get yourself around Australia because of the vastness of the and how big it is and so much of it is so remote. I mean, we stay at the fanciest places at this time of year. It gets fancy. But then there's like times when you just like there's no electricity, there's no power, there's no nothing. It's very much a pilgrimage. It's like the Australian pilgrimage and it's also the Australian dream, but it definitely puts you through like the ringer. When you get like across to the vast areas where you don't see anything for days and you're just driving for 12, 13 hours and you don't see a single thing, it's just craziness. Crazy. And then you just mm -hmm. go to these amazing places that very only the brave know. Only the brave can get there. You can't fly there. You've got to drive there. And to drive there, it's going to take you weeks. So my mantra for our first lap around Australia like, was right off the back of my spiritual smackdown. It was get lost to find myself. And that's 100% what happened. Like I was just stripped bare. And I was like, I remember the first month that we went to travel was the worst month in my business. And we only just had enough for petrol to get the next place. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going well. Thanks, universe. And I just had that moment where... <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh wait the worst month like I'm breaking down for you know 15 16 months I'm like it can't get any worse I'm like oh it can get worse right okay we just like this is my worst month ever in the business and I can only just afford like down to the dollar the petrol to get to the next place great it's going oh, awesome oh my god this is going well thank you <laughs> yeah everyone's like how much savings did you have and I'm like none <laughs> So, and we were paying the mortgage while we were gone because we didn't sell it before we went. We just went. And so we're still paying the mortgage. So we've got like nothing left over. And I, that's when I had like this really massive moment just before we kind of like really got going. Like we'd run out of everything. We'd run out of reserves. I'd run out of money. I, nothing I was selling was selling. It was just like nothing was selling at all. And I was like, I can't sell anything. It's just not working. And I had the F you God moment. And I literally remember it like specifically. 
I got on my typewriter and I, all capitals, swore to God to like, and I don't really talk to God. It's not really religious or anything like that, but it was one of those moments you got nothing left. And I just wrote the big F you God letter. And I was like, Abby, why did you put me in this position? But now I got no money. What are you doing? Oh my God. And I just went cut sick on him. And I wrote this whole thing and it was like probably a 4,000 word, just like F you letter. And then I just cried and I bawled and I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried. And then the next day I had that moment where that full on full body, every cell in my body felt gratitude. And I looked at the trees and I felt so much abundance and I I was like, oh my God, the grass and look at the little water on the end of the grass. Oh my God, it's amazing. I've never seen nature like that before and I could see the abundance all around me literally the street we had end up stuck on I've never told this story before publicly but the literally the street that we ended up stuck on was called poverty street (laughs) oh my gosh no way (laughs) there is a street called poverty street I guess like people look up and there is a street called that's where I was in the middle of nowhere no hot showers no nothing poverty street and that was where I had my a moment and I all of a sudden just everything started to sell and oh my god I've never told that story that story needed to be told and this is the like you know when you're talking about that like fuck you god moment this is like what we hear so often and we talk about when we get here with the spiritual smackdown it's like we keep going and we think that we've hit rock bottom but then it goes like a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper And so often, so many of us like wait to turn to God, angels, spirit, universe. We wait to like surrender. We wait. We just keep waiting, you know? We don't just like bank on the universe first. So we don't fully trust like in the universe has my back. Like we have to like get to that freaking rock bottom and then we're shown. And what I love about this and your story is that you had this like beautiful aha God moment that was like, oh yeah you can start again. You're, you can start from scratch. You're fully free now. Go do what you want to do. Go find yourself. And then there was this fuck you God moment that was like, why would you have done that to me? Why would you have sent me here? And it's almost like you got to go full circle from like, yeah, I can have this level of freedom to, oh my gosh, what have I done? But also realizing in that journey that you have exactly what you need already within you. And when you turn to gratitude and when you live in this abundant mindset, you attract more of that thing. So it's almost like when you got to rock bottom and had this beautiful moment of gratitude on Poverty Street for that which was already there in front of you, you then learned how to attract and receive and manifest and magnetize from this space because then your shit started to sell. And I bet you this is when like that point in your story where everything started to turn around. A hundred percent. And it didn't even just turn around. It was like, it started from scratch and it ended up like, obviously there was, you know, there's a whole heap of people that had always followed me, but it felt like new. And I felt like in that moment I could just be me and it was selling by being myself. Like everything obviously in that moment did just start to sell itself. And I got a new level of trust and faith. The first part in the car when I was got the idea was that leap of faith. Let's go, let's do this. But I think the second part is the holding good faith. You've got to hold that. The holding good faith is like a muscle and I hadn't developed that muscle. And I remember one of the videos that I made when I was in that moment after the gratitude came to me, it was like, don't like the hold good faith. And I made all these beautiful pieces in that moment because I, I had no internet because I couldn't afford it. And 
I had nothing left. All I could do was literally on Poverty Street was make things that would inspire me to like hold good faith, act in good faith. When the universe gives you an idea, hold good faith, even when it gets hard, even when you feel like you've hit rock bottom and then it goes boom, boom, boom. And then you hit some more rocks and you're like, what is going on? And then it falls out again. And then you feel like it's just dropping on you. And all you have left is you and the universe. It's like, that's all you got left. And in those moments, you develop these muscles. And I developed this whole good faith muscle that just serves me so well now. And I feel that, you know, when people are up and coming, it's one of those things that they get to, you know, develop is that holding good faith. And when it looks like it's not going to work, it's hold good faith. And that's the second part of like, you can leap, you can go and, you know, sign up for an amazing, huge mastermind or go and hire an amazing coach. You can leap, but that's not all the work. That's the first part of the work. The second part is like that holding good faith, trusting in the process, trusting in decision. And I think one of the inflection points there was I started make content for me to move me through that time. And it ended up being the thing that would draw people to me. And then that's when it did to start to work and it and I really felt like in that time I gave myself permission to be as me as I could be and my whole business felt like this feels so good on me it feels like it fits now and it never had felt like it fit it never felt like you know if you meet me in real life it's going to be the exact same thing now I feel like when people meet me in real life they're just like oh my god even more amazing it's like the same same but more amazing so like it's hard like oh I've never met you before and then it's like straight into conversations like you've been best friends forever and that's what I really wanted to like have those no lines of separation it's like very similar but it wasn't like that before I okay I mean I think that is amazing and something that we all want to strive for you know being the same person online and to our partners and to our friends and to our clients. And, you know, I was at a conference once and I was in this workshop and it was on resiliency, like becoming a resilient leader. And the facilitator, she was like, who in your life gets the best of you? And we were working in these small groups and I was like, oh man, definitely my clients or like my prospective clients at the time. I was like, oh, the people I'm selling to definitely get the best of me. And I felt ashamed, obviously, because I was like, well, what about my partner? What about my kids? What about my friends? You know, like people I don't even know that I'm trying to like sell to get the best energy. And then the person beside me was like, yeah, my clients person beside me was like, yep, my clients, they weren't all coaches, they all worked in different industries, but everyone answered the people that they're trying to impress, or the people that they're trying to, you know, create these relationships with and establish this role of like, I can lead you, I can heal you, I can work with you, I can design for you, or whatever that relationship was. And from that moment on, it really got me thinking, like, how am I showing up online? How am I showing up for my current clients, for my friends, for my partner, for my business, for my children, and who is getting my best energy? And I think this is really cool that you got to this stage in your life where all of a sudden you were the same Jana online to your friends and to strangers and in your writing and in your videos. And in the beginning of this podcast, when we started recording, that's what I meant. The Jana show is just the Jana show. You know, like it doesn't feel like there's any compartmentalizing or layers, like depth, of course, but there's nothing that we don't feel like we don't get to know about you, which is so refreshing. 
Oh my gosh. I love that so much because it's one of my intentions. It's like allowing you to have like a window into my world. And I guess there was definitely parts of me that were so reserved about that. But I was like, what am I scared of? Am I scared of them seeing like the real me? And I scared of them seeing exactly how I am. And I have this saying, and I know it's it's like a little little tiny bit controversial, but for me, it's one of these things that really helps me to have this window and be so open book about myself is I say I work 24-7. And that does not mean that I'm on my phone 24-7. It means that when I sleep, the way that I sleep, I'm working. Like if I'm sleeping amazing, it's obviously going to be so good for my work and my brand and me, my ability to be as me as I can be when I'm with my husband and when I'm like one-on-one with him and the more engaged and present I can be with him, that's working because my ability to really show up as me as I can be in my business and my brand is me feeling like I've got an amazing connection. And it's the same with my kids. When I'm having like an amazing chat with one of my kids, I'm working. I feel like I work 24-7 because every moment of my day is about like me fully expressing myself so I can do that so much easier online because it's just a natural extension of me it's no lines of separation because when I used to compartmentalize it was before my breakdown I've always been about balance and I would be like I work from this time to this time I work 10 to 15 hours so I built a multiple six-figure business doing the you know the 10 to 15 hours a week I was so productive I was like so down with the time management I was like a robot I was like do 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 But now the ability to just work 24-7 in the sense that I'm not physically working 24-7, but allowing everything that I do to be a part of my work and my craft, because we're craftswomen. We're, We're not just, we're not marketers. That's not what we're in this game to be a marketer and a seller. That's not what we're about. We're creators, we're writers, we're artists, we're expressors. We've got so much in us and it's a craft. Anybody that's got a craft that they just care so deeply about is going to realize like a marathon runner is not going to willy-nilly run his weekend and then expect to run 44Ks on the Monday. He's going to every single thing of his weekend is going to be precisely crafted in a way that he can show up for his work and he can show up for his craft and he can show up for his athleticism. And I see myself the same. I see myself and I always have as an athlete every single part of piece of my day, the thoughts I think, the things I do, the words I say, the way that I go about my day is all a part of me. Every little piece is really important and imperative to the whole situation. So I think that's the effortlessness of it because it's no compartmentalization. I think for me, it makes it so much easier now doing it that way. Oh, baby. Jack is probably listening to this being like, well, you just gave Robin a big fucking fat permission slip exactly what I was thinking I was like wow so Jonna what's do you know what your human design is I'm a manifesting generator and apparently this was probably right for me (laughs) (laughs) I can only laugh I am laughing out of joy because I'm a manifesting generator too this is how we're like born to exist Dunk and I were having this conversation a couple of weeks ago and I was like, how often do you think I work? Like how many hours a day? If someone were to ask you how, how many hours a day I work, what would you say? And he was like, I don't know. It's kind of all over the place. Like some days I don't feel like you work at all. And other days I feel like you work from the minute you wake up to like the minute you fall asleep. And he was like, I don't know. Like when you journal, are you working? Like when you're meditating, are you working? When you're doing yoga, are you working? Like when you're having dance parties in the kitchen, are you working? Like, I don't know. And 
I was like, my initial reaction is, you know, my defenses went up. I thought that he was judging me for working all the time, you know, thinking like, that's a bad thing. And so I was like, no, obviously not. When I journal, I'm not working. Like when I'm having dance parties in the kitchen, I'm not working. Like, what are you talking about? And then later I was like, but those journal entries lead to content. And those journal entries lead to pretty pictures on my Instagram stories and a beautiful, thoughtful share that inspires people to open their journals. And that dance party elevates my vibe and inspires other people to move their bodies. And, you know, so I was like, actually, am I always working? And hearing you say it like this and with true 100% authenticity and like ownership of like, yeah, I'm always working more to be in alignment with my brand and my work and my craft. I mean, yeah, for for me and I'm sure so many women listening, that is just a huge permission slip to live my work and to breathe it and to really honor it as a craft. I think that is just so beautiful. And Angus, like your your work is just such an extension of who you are, you know. And I was thinking back, Robin, when you asked that question or you talked about that question that was asked at that conference, like who gets the best of you. And all I could think about at that time was like, I think you're to like, does it my clients or my partner? Like, what if you get the best of you every day? You, you get the best of you. Then your clients also get the best of you. Then your partner also gets the best of you. Then your kids also get the best of you. When you're like filling your own cup first, when you get the best of you, when you are tapping into your manning gen vibes, when you're giving yourself permission, when you're not limiting yourselves. Well, and right after that conference was, I pretty much immediately started life rehab, like after that, like that was the middle of, you know, like a mini smackdown where I was like, who is getting the best of me? And what? Yeah, like, why am I not getting the best of myself? You know, like, why am I not the one on the receiving end of all this positive energy and creation and abundance and joy? Why am I not giving myself the gift of joy first? So then it can spill out into the lives of others. And when I started doing that, that's when work started feeling less like work too, right? Because my happiness is my magnetism. My joy is my creation. My my ecstasy is permission for everyone else to live in ecstasy. I mean, that was a huge defining moment for me when I realized like, no, I go first. My joy comes first and then everyone else does get the best of me. Well, and this is just like how you guys are attracted to life. Little human design 101 here. Like I'm a projector. Like I know my energy is like, I, it needs to be like, I need to take care of me. I don't have the energy to give it to other people when I don't. But you guys, like the gens, the Manny gens, like you guys have all this abundance of energy. But the thing that truly gives you your life force is your work, is your work when you're passionate about it, when you're lit up by it. Do you feel that way, Jonna? Oh, 100%. I love that you guys can explain it so beautifully. And I think when I look back to it, I was definitely living my life probably as a projector because I would I was trying to do the thing that you're supposed to do if you're meant to be balanced. I had a limit before screen time was like a thing that it measured on, on your phone. I would record every time I was on my phone, I would literally like write it down. I was so machine like you like can't even imagine. And I had tracking apps on my computer, I would have like blocking apps on my computer that would block me after I'd been on it too long like I was fully just putting all these like barriers and like things on me because I was so scared of this one thing like that success equals losing yourself like you will lose yourself 
Oh my god, Jonah, I'm like <laughs> dying here right now because like Robin, remember when you tried to like limit yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <Remember that? laughs> yeah. You know, like you said before, Jonah, too. Like it just like didn't then let your creative juices flow. Mm-hmm. And it just yeah, it burns you out in the end. It's like the opposite. It has the opposite effect. It burns you out. So what I tried to do was have like no social media Sundays and that's fine. (laughs) And boundaries are good. I understand that. But for me, it was like, okay, so now my voice just gets shut off on Sundays. I don't get to take my medicine on Mondays, right? Because for me, sharing my voice and my gift is my medicine. Like if I can't storytell, then actually it's my life force that gets cut off. I'm the one that feels depleted and cut off from my oxygen supply. So while society is telling me that I should take weekends off social media, what my soul actually feels from that is like, you don't get to share on Sundays. Like you're not allowed because that makes you less than, right? Mm -hmm. So when I took that away on Sundays, I was like, you know, I tried it for like four Sundays or something. I was like, this just does not, this doesn't feel the way that a healthy boundary is supposed to feel. It doesn't feel good. And I I actually, when I give myself full permission to use social media or my phone in whatever way I want to, I actually use it less. It's when I have restrictions or when I have boundaries on it that I I feel pulled towards it even more because, you know, it's that, I don't know, I'm sure there's like a science behind that or something, but when I give myself full permission, then I can show up and share and do my thing and take my medicine, (laughs) share my voice and story and then put it away and shut off and, and sink into other areas of my life. But it's almost because I have permission to do that, that it feels more flowy. I have this thing that I say, I say, I have no boundaries. I just do nothing that's not in alignment in the moment. <laughs> so Because I can't even do boundaries. I just don't do anything that's out of alignment. And that just helps me so much because I'll know. I'm like, mm, I'm getting this little niggle that mm, I need to just be off social media right now in this moment. And then when I follow that, it's all good. So it comes down to two as as well. Like there's so many of us that are super duper scared of losing ourselves. And one of the things that would really hold me back with success. So I always had this thing that success means lose yourself. And so I would always hold myself back. And holding back to me is the energy of lack for me. Is when I hold myself back, it's the energy of lack. So when I hold myself back from cheerleading on somebody's post on social media, when I hold myself back from being on social media on a Sunday. It's the energy of lack for me. And so when I reworked my belief around success equals losing myself, because it was such a thing for me, like I'm going to lose myself if I go full in, like you guys see me, like I fully go all in now. It's just like, I'm all about it. I go all in. It is just untethered the way that I take action now. And before I did that, before I let myself loose on this hyper action kind of like phase and energy I had to really rework myself around I'm going to lose myself and what I did success equals lose myself and if I just let myself show up on social media when I feel like whenever I feel like all the time or none of the time I'm going to lose myself I'm going to lose myself in that success and then I said you know what I want to get lost in my craft I want to be lost in my craft and I think just that mindset of just like let me lose myself in my work let me lose myself in my craft let me lose myself in my art. Let me lose myself and just get taken away into different worlds when I'm writing a blog post or doing a Facebook Live and I don't even know that it's two hours, three hours, four hours has gone by. Just let myself lose myself in my work and be there. And it's helped me to just be so present with my work where nothing else exists in my world. 
in that moment. And then when I'm with my family, it's like nothing else exists in my world. I'm losing myself in this moment. So that rework was massive for me. I'm obsessed with that. The like permission again, like you are just like dealing out permission slips <laughs> here, you know, like giving, yourself, like giving permission to lose yourself, to lose yourself in all of the things. That was a big one for me, losing myself. And just, I'm surprised myself of how much of the opposite has happened. I found myself in letting myself lose myself in my work and my craft and my art. I was just going to say, you know, like, what is the fear of losing yourself in your craft? Like, where are you going to go? What's going to happen if you get more creative? If you get lost in writing and create, you know, an epic Amazon number one bestseller, like how can you get lost in your work if your work is who you are? Like you can only get more found. You can only arrive more in your truth if you get lost in your work, right? I mean, that's so beautiful. Our kids, they don't listen to a word I say. I've got teenagers now, so they they don't listen to a word I say. They only see what I do. And they mimic that. They emulate that. And my daughter is just all in. They see me the way that I'm just all in. And when I think of them in their life, in their work, in their career, I want them to not be tethered. I don't want them to feel like they're half assing it. I don't want them to be that that worker that half asses everything. I don't want them to be that worker who is kind of just drifting through life. I want them to be so obsessed and so in love with their work that, you know, they ain't going to be you know, a puppet for anybody. They're going to be their own person because they've got their own thing. And they see the way that I just all in on everything. And I'm able to balance that with them feeling I'm all in with them as well at the same time. So, so much of what I've done, you know, signing up to university was because when I saw my little daughter on the, she was like nine months old crawling on the floor. And I was like, how can I tell her to go after her big dreams if I never do? And I think that was what stopped me from just doing life, regular mumming, and just being mm-hmm. all about her. For me to be all about her, I've got to be all about me because I want her to be all about her. And that has been so true. Now she's 16 and it's come full circle with her now going to university and her just being all in on that and just loving watching her, you know, go in on that. And then she studies for like five hours and then she goes and jumps on a jumping pillow and she goes for a swim and then she comes back and she does some more work and then she you know has so much fun and I'm like oh my god she learned that from me she I didn't say that's how you like balance it out and you go all in on your study and then you go and you know get it out of your system and you do something else and do something physical and change the channel which is I've always done I'm like channel change channel change channel change and I watch her do that and I'm like I've never said a single word about that and I watch her do it and it's just like yeah they don't listen to what you say they see what you do Oh, man. And I've seen her like I've seen her like show up online, you know, and share her like videos that she's doing on the beach. And I can like, yeah, I can just definitely see your spirit in her. I mean, she teaches me now. Right? <laughs> I showed her Instagram and I'm just like, and now she just teaches me. I'm just like, what do you do now? How do you get that many comments? That's amazing. <laughs> she's like, mom, you need to be active. And I'm like, okay, back down. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Jenna, we have just like loved this conversation with you, have loved getting to know you like in the hypermind. We're so like, yeah, we're just so like thrilled and honored to be on this journey with you. And so glad that we could bring you on here, share your, you know, pieces of your story with our audience and would love to just let our audience know where can they get more Jana? Where can they tap into the Jana show? Oh, yay. Well, 
at Jana Kingsford all over the internet. Come be a social butterfly. Come say hi. I love it when you guys come say hi and don't be the weird silent stalkers. <laughs> um, just on the Instagram, on my personal profile, I've been really enjoying that lately. So come be friends. And on my page as well, I do like teach you training, more strategy kind of stuff. On my personal profile, it's like a catch-all. It's just like it's pretty much me personified. And then Instagram, there's some YouTube stuff going on. So that's cool. I've been on YouTube since like 2012. So there's some stuff there as well. I'm OG. <laughs> I know there was like baby sleep videos back in the day that got 50,000 views back from my mummy blog days that I deleted, but still the, in, still the YouTube videos are still up. But yeah, so at Jana Kingsford all over the internet. Oh my gosh, I love it. All over the internet. Go get yourself a dose of Jana's energy and just... Honestly, if anything, just be reminded that you can do anything. And I, I'm so appreciative, Jonna, that you've just showed, yeah, showed all of us what's possible when you go all in. I, I love to doodle during podcast recording days. And these are some of the quotes I wrote down. I'm a craftswoman. I don't do boundaries. I do alignment in the moment. I'm going to love myself in the success. I thought that would be a really great journal prompt, um, like, I'm go- or I'm going to lose myself in the success. Like, what are we so afraid of? And then I loved my kids don't hear a thing I say. They see everything that I do. And then I all in all the time. And then I loved this concept of the channel change. Like, change the channel in a moment. Flip the energy. Move the moment. I love it. I love it. So thank you so oh much God, for joining that's us cool and thing. being here. <laughs> oh, you guys are the most amazing interviewers. I've felt so loved and I've said so many stories I've never said. So I'm super excited. Thank you. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for being here. We love you. Oh, I love you too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. There really is nothing better than bringing a group of grown-ass women together. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and come get real with us every week as we spit our truths and get ready to rise. And if you know other women down to get real, please do us a favor and share this episode on the socials. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at ForTheWildFemme so we can give you a shout out. Instagram is definitely our favorite place to hang. So come join the combo there. And we'll see you back here each and every Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. Get ready to rise. Love you, ladies. If you resonated with the messages in this podcast, we would love if you left us a review on iTunes or if you shared this with your community, you can tag the Femme Podcast on Instagram. If you're wanting to take this work just a little bit deeper, hop inside the weekly. Every week we meet, we've got guest coaches covering a wide array of topics on personal growth, development, to really help you sink into living your best life, to curating the lifestyle that really sets your soul on fire and choose what you pay. So you can pay whatever you like, $11, 33 or $77 for the entire month. You also get access to all of the recordings. Go take advantage every single month. We also donate part of the proceeds to a change-making organization. So while you are giving back to yourself and really connecting yourself with an incredible community, you're also giving back to the world. So we love you so much. We can't wait to see you inside that community to make change, to spark 
Uh, more collective love together. And as always, we're so appreciative for you and we love you so much. So thanks for listening and we'll see you right back in this same place next week.